0: Well, we have a special edition of the Lions 24-7 podcast. Breaking news here on Wednesday afternoon. So we're bringing it to you. Tommy Stevens, fifth-year senior quarterback for the Penn State Nittany Lions, has entered the NCAA transfer portal, confirmed by Lions 24-7. Mark Brennan is on with me. Uh, Mark, you were you know reacting to this as soon as we possibly could. What's the initial takeaway here?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, there are a couple things, Tyler. I think number one, uh, a little bit surprised at the timing. You know, I I, th- I would have thought if if Tommy really wanted to enter that portal, he would have done it earlier and maybe given himself more options because a lot of uh you know, a lot of spaces have been taken up already. Um, I think the other takeaway from Penn State's perspective is, as unfortunate as it was that Tommy was unable to participate in spring practice at any meaningful level other than, you know, maybe some skelly work, you know, seven on seven type stuff, he wasn't involved in full contact, they were fortunate that Uh, Sean Clifford was able to get all of those first team reps and even more fortunate, I think, that a guy like Will Levis, who if Tommy Stevens follows through on his decision on on transferring, he's entering the portal, no final decision has been made. But if he does follow through, well, now at least you're in a position where Will Levis got a ton of second team reps, and then your two uh, early enrollees, take one Roberson and Michael Johnson Jr. were getting third team reps. You know, I'm not saying that makes any of this good. I think there's no way of painting it as a positive that Tommy Stevens could potentially be leaving. Uh, I think a competition would have been very good for this team in, in, uh, in preseason ball. if if they were if Tommy Stevens was looking to avoid a competition though, I just don't get that. I mean, I don't know how the coaching staff could have entered spring or preseason camp any way other than the way James Franklin painted it and Ricky Ronnie was painting it, that there was going to be a competition between Tommy Stevens and Sean Clifford because Tommy didn't play that much in the spring, and Sean Clifford did. I don't know that you could just give the the job to somebody, albeit somebody who has sacrificed so much for the program as Tommy Stevens has, kind of waiting his turn, doing whatever was asked, I'm just not sure that there's a bad guy here, uh, but I do know that there's no really good way of painting it if he does decide to leave.
0: And I'm not really sure where a competition-free setting would exist at this stage of the college football calendar. Um, You know, Everyone's finishing up spring practice. If we're talking about high-level Power 5 programs, they've got a quarterback in place or they have their own competition going on that he would have to go and crash. I mean, to me... This decision would be more about, and there's no surprise here, but you know the NFL. Tommy's guaranteed 12 games of college eligibility right now. That's all he's got to work with. We talked about it, you know, yeah. as, as kind of the the dynamic in this whole thing that maybe wasn't getting enough attention is Tommy's got 12 games of eligibility. Sean Clifford has three years of eligibility. So these guys' reality in terms of who they are as athletes and in their development are completely different. This is not a you know a, a, all things are equal competition. Um, so I, I I mean I'm with you. I think right now you had two guys with number two experience, legit number two experience. Now Tommy Stevens' track record in that kind of a role was obviously more deep rooted. He did it for th- for three years. Although you know, last year is hard to count as an entire year because he missed spring camp, he missed much of 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 preseason camp, he missed most of September, he missed the Citrus Bowl, and, and what we would assume the, the several weeks of practice leading up to the Citrus Bowl. And all the while, Sean Clifford is the primary guy, you know, right over the shoulder of Trace McSorley. So that that's a blessing in disguise here. But at the same time, I think if, if Tommy doesn't miss all that time and and basically has that kind of lost 2018, maybe there's not a hesitancy on the part of this Penn State staff to say, hey, Tommy's healthy. He's our starter. That's where we're at. We've seen enough of him. It's It's been a long time, Mark, since the Fiesta Bowl uh, you know, capped off a season in which Tommy Stevens had nine touchdowns in three different ways and, you know, certainly looked like one of the more compelling backup quarterbacks in college football coming off of that 2017 season. It's unfortunate to see how it played out. Uh, and you mentioned how he's in the NCAA transfer portal now. Um, not, doesn't guarantee his departure. We've seen Cam Sullivan Brown, a wide receiver for Penn State, do that and, and end up with a team. We saw Lamont Wade, obviously a very notable putting his foot in the transfer portal, then pulling it back out. What's different here is, though, quarterbacks got to control the locker room. I, I I have a hard time wrapping my head around how Tommy Stevens could pull back from this and walk back into, you know, to this to the team and, and, and everything kind of pick up where it left off. And, you know, maybe that's not fair. Maybe I'm not giving the team and, and maybe the peer understanding and enough credit around Tommy Stevens, not just in the quarterback room, but across the roster with 100 plus guys. Um, but at this stage and the timing... Um, it, it's hard for me to see you know him walking back on this one. Uh, you know we, but but the transfer portal is is an unknown commodity at this point in college football. I will say it's something that certainly is going to send shockwaves around Nittany Lions fans. And, and I think the biggest thing here is even after James Franklin you know declined to name a starter after the game on Saturday, Mark, and we heard him say you know there needs to be a true competition. I think a lot of people were surprised at that. You know, I wrote a co- I wrote a column on Sunday morning on lines twenty four seven. You know, talking about how this QB battle was going to linger and linger and linger until there was a number one guy. And even though Tommy Stevens has long been seen as the heir apparent, until we hear that he is the starting quarterback, he's gonna wonder. Sean Clifford's gonna wonder, and and, and we're not gonna know. And here we are, seventy two hours later, and just a tremendously impactful development for the twenty nineteen Penn State squad.
1: Yeah, well, well, a couple of things. I mean, listen, I get that people could be uh, critical of of this coaching staff for saying it's going to be an open competition. But I, I, I honestly I think if you put yourself in the shoes of the coaching staff, I don't know how you can approach it any other way. I just don't. I mean, I don't if you name Tommy Stevens as the 100 the, percent starter. Where does that put Sean Clifford? So now you're telling a kid he's not even going to have the opportunity to compete for a job going uh, going into his redshirt sophomore season after he was the number one during the spring. And again, this is with all due respect to everything that Tommy's done. But I think the fact that he had to miss the spring, which is completely understandable. Listen they were they were looking to make sure that he was as healthy as possible for the upcoming season. I just don't know that the staff had any other choice from from Tommy Stevens perspective. That's where the timing to me is so curious because even if he he he, he had graduated already, so he could have transferred to another school quickly had he wanted to, had he had he chosen to do that. And there were other schools out there. And I think we saw it with uh Juwan Johnson, his his roommate and, and close friend. You know, Juwan ended up transferring to Oregon and the in the schedule that Oregon is on, he was able to get there for spring practice and actually participate in spring practice, even though it started much even though their semesters are, are, are much different. He was still at Penn State for quite a while, I think up through pro day. Even if Tommy Stevens had not been able to go and practice somewhere, somewhere else the ability to go and do what he was doing at Penn State, which is learn, you know, get, get at Penn State. He was kind of mastering the system, but at somewhere else, he would have been learning a whole new system. I mean, that to me is going to be the very difficult part for him. So now you're, you're telling me that you're going to transfer it to to another school and say it's for the summer semester. And in that summer semester and the run up to preseason camp, you are going to learn a new system and you are going to beat out whoever else was there. I just think that's going to be very difficult unless he drops down a, a division. Now, could that happen? go somewhere? Uh, you know, I, I don't want to throw school names out there because I have no idea. For all I know, I may throw a name of a smaller school out there who has some, you know, NFL prospect quarterback. But I, I think this is a the timing of this is just very difficult, and if what spurred it was the fact that there was going to be competition in the preseason, that, that is just a head-scratcher because I don't know how anybody could have expected there not to be a competition in the preseason given that he hasn't play, played a competitive football game since last November, right? I mean, that's I, I don't know how you could expect anything different.
0: And in the last two weeks, you were there. I was there. We had a chance to to get in front and put microphones in front of Tommy Stevens and Sean Clifford on back to back Wednesdays uh, during spring practices. And uh, Tommy Stevens' statement that stuck with me there was, you know, the 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 only game in in April. Um, is the blue white game and games, you know, don't really carry a lot of weight in April. He said, you know, September is the goal, being ready for the season is the goal. Seemed to be somebody, you know, who was very much on board with the process that he was taking, that Penn State was taking, uh, and getting him involved, you know, re acclimated and eventually at a full go process where he's a full participant, practice after practice after practice. And we saw him on Saturday afternoon, Mark. Ahead of Sean Clifford in pregame drills as Penn State quarterbacks were out there, you know, the pregame music blasting. Not all the fans had filed in yet, but, but Tommy Stevens was the guy in full uniform, you know, throwing the ball around, looked like he was moving pretty well um and and for, to go from that point to this you know what did what have we seen publicly the only thing we've seen is James Franklin saying I can't name a starting quarterback right now because of what the situation dictates and, I, and I'm and i with you I think I think Franklin handled it the way he had to handle it um you know and and if 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 you know if, if a promise would have been offered up or a starter would have been named uh clearly Franklin would have been doing that outside of his comfort zone and so I don't think that's what you wanted to do as the head coach of this football program but you know Tommy Stevens in a spot as I said I just I don't if he's looking for a spot where a coach is going to say it's all yours you're the starting quarterback you know where is that? Where, where is that? And, and you know the conversations him and his family and his and his you know people back in his hometown have had. You know we have no idea what may be out on the table for Tommy Stevens. But you know when I just assess college football in general, um, you know it, it's hard to see that shaping up at a high level power five program at this stage of the year. Um, but again, I I don't know how much college football is on Tommy Stevens' brain with this decision and how much professional football and the opportunity to get there is on Tommy Stevens' brain because we all know this. He, he would have a heck of a lot harder time finding a, a starting job in college football if he were to leave this program on August 20th versus right now. So maybe he felt like he was taking this thing further than he felt comfortable with, but it's a remarkable turnaround considering how often we've heard from James Franklin. Whenever we bring up the transfer portal, whenever we talk about you know all the, all the, the fluidity in college football rosters, he always seems to make it a point to bring it back to Tommy Stevens and point to him as the antithesis of what we're seeing go on, going on in college football and, and maybe a lack of loyalty and a lack of commitment because of what he's gone through and, and the tweet he sent out last spring and that he was not going anywhere. Um, so there, there's a lot to dig into this. Um, and again, nothing is final here. Uh, but Mark, I just it, I'm with you. There's no bad guys here. I just wonder where, you know, what's the parachute for Tommy Stevens if if he's really jumping out of the plane here and and where he's going to land. That's going to be a fascinating aspect to watch, and what we'll get to in a moment as well is is the quarterback room. But, um, you know, hey, we had a chance to talk to both these guys. Uh, I thought Sean Clifford was chomping at the bit during our discussion. I think Tommy Stevens, to one of your questions, actually Mark, um, really made it a point to be proactive in saying that that he was tired of hearing about being injury prone. There was a little bit more of a defensive tone to Tommy Stevens, whereas Sean Clifford sounded like a guy with nothing to lose to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, the one area where I might disagree with you a little bit is I do think if, if Tommy decided to come back, I think he's done enough for this program. And I think he has enough respect in that locker room that people would understand that, you know, all of a sudden now you're at the end of your career. Things are getting real. Maybe you just want to see what, what's out there. I think if there's one person who can do it, I get what you're saying, that it's a complete different thing when it's a veteran quarterback you know, or any quarterback who you're looking to as a leader as opposed to kind of a young DB like Lamont Wade. But I think if one person could pull it off, it's him because he has been a leader. He has done all the right things. And I think people would understand him maybe wanting to try to see uh, what what's out there. But I, again, I, I, I'm kind of repeating myself. I just think if he were to, <laughs> the timing on this just makes absolutely zero sense uh, at all to me. To me, that is the biggest head scratcher uh, of all this. With respect to him being injury prone, I actually was okay with the way he handled that. I mean, he was defensive, but in, in a way where he was smiling. And he said he had never really been seriously injured since last um, last spring, not this past spring, but the one before that when all this stuff started to happen. But the fact of the matter is, since that point, I mean, it's it's you're talking about a year where he's really not been full go. And that's uh, just another reason why I don't think – how could you possibly make a promise of, yeah, you're going to be the starter when he clearly – you don't know. I mean, you, you just don't know. He told us that he thinks everything's fine. And I believe I believe that he believes that. But we will not know that for absolute certain until preseason camp. And on on that basis alone, even if they – even if they they wanted to the lean toward him, you would still have to get him in camp and make sure he's able to go through camp and be healthy. And that's why I'm saying there could you could never be in a position where you're saying, yeah, you know, you're going to be the guy. No, I mean, he just he hasn't proven himself enough. He just has, ha- hasn't done it. And then if you do that, you're being unfair to everybody else on the roster. Then what message does that send to everybody else on the roster who's competing for playing time? So I just. Listen, if he ends up going, I wish him nothing but the best because he's been tremendous for us to work with. And I do think he has the opportunity to play in the NFL if he's able to put enough on tape this year. But that's going to be the key. How are you going to find a a spot where you're able to put enough on tape? And I truly believe that – it could come down to dropping down a level to to be able to do that, which would be too bad because I think he has the ability. Now, he hasn't proven it. I think he has the raw skills, the physical, the physical tools, the intelligence, all that stuff to get it done. But we haven't seen him do it. And if we haven't seen him do it, neither have NFL scouts. And so that's. I guess a, a big part of this, Tyler, is that I wonder how much, and I touched on this a little earlier, how much of this is everything now getting so real for him? Because how many of his the, the guys that he's he came in with are either already in the NFL or going to be going to be in the NFL draft or guys who actually came in after him. Now they're gonna be get now they're getting their NFL opportunities. And I wonder if this isn't something, and I'm I'm just speculating here. And it's the only reason to me why the time timing would make sense because now he's realizing that, man, geez, the draft is next week in there. You know, there's Miles Sanders going to get drafted. He came in after me. I mean, how many guys? So I think that may be a part of what's what's playing. I'm playing, you know, sports psychologist here. Don't know for sure. But that to me would seem the only viable reason is that things are getting so real now for him long term that he decided he had to kind of take a look around.
0: Yeah, there there are five guys who came in a year after Tommy Stevens who are waiting to hear their name called the NFL draft next week. And, and you make a good point there. I think I think with Stevens, I, I do want to go back to this when I said, you know, how do you come back as the veteran quarterback if you choose not to not to go through with the transfer? And wouldn't it be very awkward? You're right. I mean, he's built up a ton of of, of credibility um, and, and and Sean Clifford was the first to point out that they do follow his example. This is not a, a guy who's been sulking around the facilities. By all accounts, he has been just as invested getting every mental rep. We've seen him behind Will Levis and Sean Clifford going through his drops and, 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 and getting reads as best he can without being actually on the football field. Um, but, you know, Tommy Stevens aside, he's got to do what he has to do, but what happens here for the Penn State football program all of a sudden, this quarterback room is a completely different scenario, Mark. Because you mentioned Will Levis, he goes from a nice guy you're developing a number three to to one, you know, one bad situation away from him being your starting quarterback. And, and you know, Will Levis was a scout team quarterback last year. You know, Sean Clifford has been on campus. You know, a redshirt sophomore, and he will be your oldest. Scholarship quarterback because if you're to lose Tommy Stevens, you already uh, lost your 2016 signee to, to a medical retirement and Jake Zembak last summer. So you're down to, to a redshirt sophomore being the oldest scholarship quarterback on your roster. And you'd only have four scholarship quarterbacks it would be uh, Clifford, you'd have the redshirt freshman and Will Levis, and then your three, four guys, uh, you know, in terms of scholarship players, Taquan Roberson, Michael Johnson Jr., these guys just got to Happy Valley in January. We've seen them on the practice field. We saw them at Beaver Stadium on Saturday. All due respect to them, and, and they were both very good recruits, very impressive athletes, high ceiling kids. Right now, they look like high school kids. You know, they do not look like Big Ten quarterbacks. And and so last year, you had to go to your number three quarterback um, at, at times, and, and and you needed him whether it was to come in and mop up duty um, or other reasons. And that was Sean Clifford. This year, you're looking at the potential where your number three quarterback. Might be a guy who's an early enrollee or a walk on or, you know, this it's I think there's just a lot to dig into here all of a sudden in this Penn State quarterback room.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, welcome to the new normal of quarterback at of quarterbacks in the NCAA. I mean, because this is the one position, Tyler, that, you know, with your background in terms of recruiting you have to get one or two guys every single year now simply because of that there's only you know typically there's only one quarterback playing it's not like receiver it's not like you know running back where they rotate guys it's not like d end where you have two or linebacker where you have three or defensive back where you have four there is such there are so the snaps are so limited at quarterback and this is more of a big picture discussion that you're seeing i think all over the place that guys are are moving quick moving and moving quickly And you better have recruited and recruited well at quarterback. And that's what I'll I'll go back to. They are so fortunate that these guys all got bumped up up a level in the spring. I'm not saying they're in an ideal situation if Tommy leaves, but they're in a much better situation they would have been had he been there playing, getting, you know, splitting first team reps with Clifford and then Levis being the third three and then the, the two kids, being way down the depth chart. As raw as they look, Tyler, imagine the situation if you were looking at them being summer enrollees heading into preseason camp with your three and four big guys who just actually got onto campus. I mean, that would be, as as scary as things are depth-wise right now, that would make it look that much more difficult. The the, the thing we know about uh, Clifford and Levis both of these guys are phys- physically, they're veterans. Does that make sense? I mean, you, you look at, you know, Clifford told us he's up to 218 now. He's been in the weight room. He's, he's, he's transformed himself since he uh, arrived on campus as 185-pounder. And Levis is a big, physical, strong kid. I mean, he, he was big when he got here. And what is he now, 6'4", you know, two 220, something like that? So from a physical perspective, both of these guys have it. Clifford's obviously played a lot of ball, but with Levis, you know, you mentioned it. He did a really nice job on the scout team last year, but there's a gigantic difference between being on the scout team and being forced into action as a second teamer should something happen to Clifford, you know, provided Tommy Stevens leaves. So I think from a physical perspective, both of those guys are fine. And I think Clifford's going to be just fine if he stays healthy. Uh, But yeah, from a depth perspective, it's a little, it's dicey now, but it could have been much worse. It could have been much worse.
0: And by the way, just bringing up the speed on Will Levis, he is listed now at six foot three, two hundred and thirty four pounds. Yeah, uh, he was already the most physically imposing member of this Penn State offensive backfield. I think people are going to get to know him potentially a little bit more here in the near future. Uh, Sean Fitz and I will be back later in the week uh, to to assess. Hopefully, we'll have more information on the situation. Uh, and, and break things down a bit more. But thanks to Mark Brennan for, for hopping on with us here on the Lions 24-7 podcast for a breaking news edition. Mark, anything else to add um, uh, as we as we part ways here?
1: No, I mean, I, I would just follow up with what you were just saying. This is a breaking story. Uh, you know, we'll keep our ears to the ground at Lions two four seven would with Fight on State try to find out any other info. So, you know, stay tuned to the site, get on the message boards. This is a developing story. We don't have all the answers right now, but we did want to get out this emergency podcast uh, to talk about uh, something that has the potential to have a significant impact on the program. But stay tuned and we will have more info as this story develops.
0: That's right. Uh, go to lines 24-7 right now for the latest on the situation. We have a breaking story on there as well. Probably by the time you hear this podcast, there'll be follow-up. Um, so uh, check there. Check our Twitter account, at lines 24-7, and follow us on Facebook for the latest. As always, make sure you are subscribing, rating, reviewing our podcast here. Um, we'll be back later this week with a fresh edition. More on the quarterback situation, of course. Uh, we'll also get into a lot more about this team and recruiting efforts as well. Uh, take care, folks.